Welcome to the Go Hard Chick Podcast, your podcast for all things health and wellness for women. This is your host, Crystal Holmes, and it is my mission to inspire and empower women to overcome stress and prioritize their inner healing for improved energy, health, and confidence. Our focus here at the Go Hard Chick Podcast is on the eight pillars of wellness, which we believe provides a holistic approach to achieving a healthier and more fulfilling life. Join us as we explore a wide range of topics and tools to support you on your wellness journey. Welcome, welcome back, Go Hard Chicks. This is episode 98. And in this episode of the Go Hard Chick podcast, we are joined by the insightful David Steinman. David is one of America's premier environmental activists, and he is a leading authority on environmental health. Go Hard Chicks, prepare to be enlightened as he delves into the often overlooked areas where hidden chemicals and toxins lurk, like beauty products, drinking water, and even in our daily food choices. In this episode, David sheds light on the startling connection between these hidden toxins and reproductive health issues in pregnant women and children, our children. He unveils the profound impact that environmental exposures can have on the development of babies and children. But fret not, this episode isn't just about raising concerns, it's about empowerment. David equips us with some invaluable tips on how to navigate this complex landscape and make informed decisions to safeguard both our children and ourselves. Go hard, chicks. It is time to become personal activists. David is the author of the upcoming book, Raising Healthy Kids. This is going to drop in January 2024. And it is an inspiring and user-friendly guide that is a must-read for every family aiming to minimize toxic exposures and prioritize their health and well-being. So go hard, chicks. You're going to love this episode. I loved it. I really want to bring David back because there's so many layers to this. This is a really important episode. Whether you have kids or not, if you're interested in protecting your health and minimizing toxins in your food, your water, and your environment, which you should be, this episode is for you. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Go Hard Chick podcast, David Steinman. Welcome to the Go Hard Chick podcast, David. David, I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you for joining me. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about this topic, uh, David. I mentioned before we started, I've got a 12-year-old, and um, I have been personally very, very interested in just toxins in general, um, for my own health, but particularly for her health, I, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I was a, I'm an older mom. So prior to me getting pregnant with my daughter, I, I didn't even think about toxins. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> and then at my baby shower, I was gifted a ton of Johnson and Johnson products. Oh no. And, well, you know, when I was growing up back then baby powder, Johnson and Johnson was popular, the lotion. So I got a lot of that <laughs> at, at her, at the baby shower. And I remember bringing, lugging all that stuff home. And I don't know what clicked in me. Maybe it's the, my mama bear instinct. I remember picking up a bottle and reading the ingredients. And I immediately thought, I, I don't really want to put this on my baby. And so it, it kind of started from there. I started making my own um, uh, body oils or whatever for her. <laughs> like I got rid of all the Johnson and Johnson and I just kept progressing from there. But I was really only thinking about her. And then eventually I started, well, maybe I don't need to use this stuff too. So anywho, <laughs> I just wanted you to know that this is a really important topic uh, and that I and, and the listeners can learn more from. But I'm going to stop babbling and 
Please, David, please just introduce yourself to the listeners. I thank, thank Crystal. That's a great story. And I have an interesting response to it. Okay. I think you did all the right things. So I'm David Steinman for your audience. If they don't know who I am, I wrote Diet for a Poison Planet, which was a best-selling book that exploded what was in the food supply, all the chemical toxins. Nobody had really looked at that before. And that book, uh, uh, when it was published, the White House, this was a Republican administration, called me a domestic food terrorist mm -hmm. for telling the truth about chemical toxins. The Raisin Board of California spent $558,000 in a campaign to denounce my work. And ever since then, I've enjoyed that badge of honor. Well, now I'm the author of a new book that will be out with Skyhorse Publishing in January 2024 called Raising Healthy Kids, How to Protect Your Children from the Hidden Chemical Toxins in Our Everyday Lives. And Crystal, you did exactly the right thing by throwing out all those Johnson's products. You have no idea how on target you were, and I want to affirm that. You read the label, which was smart, but what the label didn't tell you, and what we know, I run a nonprofit group called the Healthy Living Foundation in California, and we test consumer products all of the time. We've tested the Johnson's products, and despite their claims that they have no phthalates in them, and I'll tell you what a phthalate is in a moment, it's not a good thing. Despite those claims, we found phthalates in most of their products, undisclosed. And we filed a legal action in Washington, D.C. against Johnson's because this is consumer deception. So your instincts, Crystal, were right on target. So what's a phthalate and why didn't you want your daughter bathing in a phthalate? Okay. Phthalates are the starter material for plastic, the age we live in today. Plastic comes from this material called phthalate or phthalic acid. Well, phthalates are like little bits of plastic in your baby's body or in our bodies. And we build them up because of using products that don't uh, list that they contain them. One such product is a baby shampoo and baby bubble bath like you uh, were able to figure out without knowing that, but just by looking at the label and saying, this doesn't feel right to me. So phthalates act like little estrogens or anti-estrogens in the human body. They inter interfere with the child's endocrine system, okay? The endocrine system is what signals your, ba your baby and your child in puberty to grow up, to reach puberty, to reach full womanhood or uh, manhood, um, to um, reach their fur, uh, great, their neurological, their uh, cognitive potential. We need um, those sex hormones, testosterone and estrogen, but the phthalates, because they interact in the body like an estrogen, play havoc with, with our sex hormones. So what are the two largest, uh, what's the largest um, uh, sex organ in the human body? I won't make you answer that. I'm not going to make, I'll answer it. It's the brain, the human brain. So the sex hormones, as I said, affect um, our sexual development and our neurological development. So when babies get overloaded with phthalates, they can interfere with their sexual development and their neurological development because it's like having little micro bits of plastic circulating in their brain and their bodies. Remember, these are the starting points for plastic. So, you know, what, the, the, what, what scientists have found, uh, they've done a lot of studies. So they found that kids who have the highest amounts of phthalates also have higher incidence of attention deficit disorder, cognitive difficulties, learning difficulties, language difficulties, um, and um, basically uh, societal uh, functioning is decreased because of these cognitive deficits. That's in the brain when it comes to our um, intellectual development. What about our sexual development? Well, they've also uh, researchers have also found that uh, kids who have the highest amounts of phthalates exhibit um, different kinds of gender-related behavior. Boys with high amounts of phthalates sometimes have more feminine behavior. Sometimes um, girls can either have hyper-feminized behavior 
or a more masculine behavior. Behavior, And that's because some phthalates act like estrogen. Some actually block testosterone. So they have different effects. And there are so many different phthalates. So when you said, I'm not using this baby shampoo, you were really protecting your child. Because uh, their own reproductive health depends on not having all these endocrine disruptors circulating in their body. And when you bathe your baby in a phthalate-riddled shampoo, those phthalates go right through the skin into her system. Yeah. And see, that that just, that whole definition there. You did the right thing. Yeah, it just makes me shudder because I didn't, now I'm more aware, but back then I had no idea. I just, it was just something in my instinct that said, don't, don't do it. And I've just, for the last 12 years, I've been doing the best that I can from pulling certain things out of our environment. Um, But I know I can probably do more, but there are many parents around me that I see, for example, that they're not doing, they they may not be doing anything. They don't even know where to start. So how, how do we start, David? So let's not guilt ourselves, okay? Because this is definitely where we are not responsible for this. The problem is, number one, corporations that sell products to us or foods withhold information about what they know when it comes to toxic chemicals. They don't tell us. That's the first thing. That's not our fault. Also, the anti-toxic movement is probably one of the youngest um, social movements now in America. We only began in 1962 when Rachel Carson wrote Silent Spring. We did not even have a language for anti-toxics. We couldn't think of concepts like a part per billion of a chemical or an endocrine disruptor. Who knew what a phthalate was or a microgram? Or synergy, you know, who, who we didn't know these things. We simply didn't know it. So the language wasn't even developed. But And then when we were thinking of environmentalism before Rachel Carson, it was all about saving rivers, not putting in dams, mm-hmm. saving mountains. It wasn't about the hidden chemical toxins. This is all new. So um, don't guilt yourself. Also, everyone, I know this, everyone says it's too, it's too overwhelming. It's too overwhelming. I can't deal with it. I've got so many other things. And when I was writing Raising Healthy Kids, How to Protect Your Children from the chemical talk, hidden chemical toxins in our everyday lives, I kept thinking, I'm writing, my, my editor at the time was pregnant. And I said, I'm writing this for my editor at Skyhorse, Nicole, because I'm writing it for busy moms who don't want to read No one has time to read, but I'm going to really hook you with good stories. And I did. I interviewed moms and dads from all over the country about how they protected their kids after encountering harrowing situations like chemicals in their kids' preschool drinking water or growing up in Cancer Alley or um, uh, uh, downwind from a nuclear plant. What do you do? These are really important things, but they're hidden and, you know... um, So don't guilt yourself and don't be overwhelmed. I wrote Raising Healthy Kids to make it really simple. It's a really simple, manageable issue once we have knowledge and education. We're not going to be perfect, but we're going to get the biggest reductions that will keep ourselves and our kids safe. So in my book, I don't say you have to be perfect because no one is. You know, Lord knows I'm not. And I have three kids and... Uh, we uh, will talk about uh, what to do about a 12-year-old daughter and cosmetics, for example, in a moment. But um, don't guilt yourself. Don't try to be perfect. What I do is I give you the biggest options. For example, let me just, one of the biggest things you can do today is the diet, is your child's diet. You can stop feeding them pesticides that cause neurotoxicity. Because again, when you look at the human studies, we know kids with the highest levels of certain pesticides also have the higher rates of attention deficit disorder and learning difficulties. Um, Other pesticides can cause high rates of cancer. So the answer to this is simply to buy organic foods. Okay, so the, the first pushback is, oh, it's too expensive. Second pushback, it's fake. You know, we have all this ridiculous people who don't 
you know, people call fake news, fake this. Organics are not more expensive. That's a myth. And organics are not fake. They're the real thing. They really do reduce your exposure. The, uh, researchers have done studies switching kids' diets from conventionally grown foods to organic foods. And the levels of those organophosphate pesticides that cause learning difficulties go down to non-detectable once they switch. Doesn't mean organic is perfect. It just means it's a lot better. Okay, price, price, price. What I do, I don't know how you shop right now, Crystal, but during the pandemic, I really began shopping online. And one of the interesting things about shopping online, like on Instacart, is you can bargain hunt. So I found so many ways to buy inexpensive organic foods. And what I noticed was, hey, I can buy apples, I can buy lettuce, celery, oranges, um, potato chips, all sorts of organic foods now. And sometimes they're even less expensive than the conventional other times they may be 10 or 15% more, but I know the value to my child because the studies also show that women and children, and I presume, and men too, but the studies were on, on pregnant women, they have easier pregnancies with an organic diet. Their children, when they're born, have less diabetes, less obesity, um, fewer rates of cancer, and... Um, uh, uh, less cases of, of birth defects like hypospadia, misplaced penile opening, which is yeah. becoming more common in our boys. So that's the first big thing. The first big idea to leave your audience with is do go organic. It's real. It's not that more expensive. Shop like right now where we're recording in August. There are, oh, apricots, organic apricots and plums are on sale everywhere. And I bet in, a, uh, in the South right now, organic peaches. They're on sale. Buy them because of the same price as conventional. I find that the organic prices are a little better if the particular fruit or whatever it is is actually in season. So, yeah, that, that's a good one because shopping in season, I write about that in the book. Um, it, you know, like it's, it's, it's not only good on the pocketbook, but it's good on the planet because it means less... Uh, Imports, which means less transportation-related greenhouse gas emissions. Plus, it supports our local farmers. But if it's not in season, buy frozen organic fruits. Like, you could go to Costco or even Whole Foods and buy those big three-pound bags of blueberries or strawberries. It's about the same price as non-organic strawberries and blueberries. Kids love it on a little non-fat yogurt. So, you know, and that's, that's, that's another big easy lesson to know. Most of the most dangerous pesticides when it comes to animal foods accumulate in the fatty tissues. DDT, uh, for example, which is still around, accumulates in fat tissues. So and when, you, when you buy flesh foods or dairy, if you go non-fat, even if it's not organic, it's still a big reduction in your child's exposure. And those exposures add up because we know that when uh, women eat a lot of meat during pregnancy, um, they're boys tend to have um, reduced sperm counts as they grow up and their sperm is not in as good a shape. Why? Well, beef in America has added hormones, estrogen and testosterone, and all of those pesky um, pesticides like DDT and heptachlor that like to accumulate in the fatty tissues. So go lean and go non-fat. That's another big tip, organic, lean, and non-fat. See, they don't tell us all of this. Like when we're expecting kids, you know, they, they no one is sharing this information. Now, just I just had a thought about <laughs> the grocery thing because I try to buy organic as much as possible. But I find myself, I literally, I go to my local farmer's market. Sunday is my grocery day. I hit the farmer's market. Then I'll hit another grocery store. Then I'll <laughs> I probably hit three different stores just to find everything that I need. And it's, it's exhausting, but that's another issue. Sometimes the local store, like my local grocery store, they do have some organic, but not enough. Yeah, I, I have seen that. In fact, in writing Raising Healthy Kids, um, I went down to Cancer Alley in Louisiana. St. James Parish and St. John the Baptist Parish. These are places where the average income is often around $17,000 a year. 
And there's one major grocery, the Winn-Dixie. Mm-hmm. So I went to that Winn-Dixie and I did find that there was some organic, which is good. So what I also uh, write about in Raising Healthy Kids is what are the foods you can choose that aren't organic but are still safer? And there are foods that you can choose, like generally speaking, cauliflower and Brussels sprouts are a little bit lower in pesticides. Um, And uh, some fruits like watermelon uh, tend to be lower in cantaloupe. So you can make choices too. Onions, for example, uh, red onions tend to be lower. You can make. You don't have to buy everything organic. And and I know because of a budget situation for me and everybody, um, you have to make these choices. So, um, you know, you you can. Well, I shop mostly online now, so I I because I don't have the time. That's one way to go to different stores. Another thing um, to keep in mind um, is. Uh, uh, your grain products. Uh, fourth big idea is buy organic breads because many stores do sell organic bread and bread always has orga- organophosphate pesticides. Every sample of bread my nonprofit has tested has them. And these, again, are what cause cognitive difficulties in kids. So even if you can't buy all organic, uh, uh, at least make your grain products, the, your, your daily bread, organic it's it's again it's about the same price unless you're buying wonder bread you know or sponges for bread you know it's about the same price as most uh, most other loaves conventionally grown okay that's great okay so we need we know we need to work on our food what else david oh cosmetics should we talk about cosmetics yeah <laughs> so let me so you know last night i was thinking I went into my the bathroom my kids share in my home. I looked at it and I go, I got to go in here. I got to see what the disaster is. And I'm really trying to teach my kids. So kids don't have any concept of what we're talking about. They just don't. They, they're actually, they'll, they'll get it. They're, it's, it's seeping into them. But what they don't have a concept of is that they need to protect themselves. You know, they're going to live forever. That's how, how kids think. And, They're more interested in their social, you know, their friends and relationships and school and all that. So I really feel that as parents, we have to do an intervention when it comes to cosmetics and literally put the safer products into their hands. Once we do that, they do use them. It doesn't mean they they buy them because I find if my kids are buying cosmetics, they don't want to spend a lot of money. They just want something that... You know, they go into the Target or something and they buy like a, my kids were buying like, my sons were buying like English leather cologne. So I tested <laughs> it. You wouldn't believe how much phthalate was in that product. So I talked to my kids about it. We found uh, uh, colognes without phthalates. So the thing about cosmetics is not everything is listed on the label like we learned with the Johnson's baby products. Sometimes they don't tell you what they should know or do know. So cosmetics, let's start with the basics. If you're a, um, have a child and you do have to buy bubble bath, how do you buy a safe bubble bath? Well, if you read the ingredient label, you'll see that a lot of the ingredients contain three letters, ETH or F like sodium laureth sulfate or sodium myrith sulfate, or they might contain polyethylene glycol or PEG. You'll see these on the label. Whenever you see the ETH, uh, uh, three letters ETH in an ingredient on a shampoo or bubble bath, that means it is very likely going to be contaminated with a cancer-causing chemical called dioxin. So the first thing you want to do is not bathe your kids in carcinogens. So you want to avoid any ingredients with ETH. Instead, You can look, there's a lot of safe baby shampoos now, really safe, good products. And they'll have um, sensing agents like glucoside, G-L-U-C-O-S-I-D-E. If you look for glucosides instead of the ETH compounds, you'll find a safe product. Okay, now, now, um, unfortunately, if we have uh, teenagers or tweens, um, they're not going to look at the labels, most likely. 
So again, I come back to do the intervention. Mom and dad, you start to read the labels. I have a whole chapter on on cosmetics. And, and why is this important? You know, I, the, the person I wrote about from Orlando, Orlando, Florida, is a hairstylist. And she has curly hair. So she was using products for uh, curly-haired persons. Um, and these products so um, can often be overloaded with toxic chemicals. And she was using a, a family of products called Diva Curl with mm-hmm. her and all of her customers. What they didn't know is that in order to get the desired uh, look from the products, the company was using what are called quaternium compounds or quats. And these um, were really prevalent in the products she was using. And she and her friends were having difficulty conceiving. Their hair was falling out. They had scalp problems, uh, uh, fertility issues. They didn't know why. And I was on... I was on a documentary called Not So Pretty um, that Amy Ziering and Kirby Dick uh, directed, which is on Max right now. It's about the dirty secrets of the cosmetic industry. And they asked me to kind of sleuth down what might be happening. And I found out all the products these the folks were using were overloaded with quad compounds. So what are quads? Well, when the pandemic started and people started using hand wipes, the main disinfectant in those hand wipes was quats, quaternium compounds. So basically, they're, um, they kill every, every germ around them. They also are water-resistant and allow curls to remain uh, shaped better longer. But the problem is they're very toxic. What, what the cosmetic industry, which is completely unregulated, won't tell consumers is that there was a really interesting study that happened in uh, the uh, Virginia? I think it was either the I think it was the University of Virginia when they started using quats on the lab rats, and all the lab rats became infertile. So once my friend started finding safer cosmetics, um, if you go to her Instagram right now, she has a beautiful two-year-old, two or three-year-old boy with curly hair. Once she detoxed and her friends detoxed, they could all have kids. Quats were on quad overload as a society because we're still using them in our hand wipes. What's the main ingredient in Lysol? Quats. So you ask me, why are quats in products for curly-haired persons and in Lysol? Something doesn't add up. Okay? That's why um, when they do epidemiological study studies, persons of color and African-American Black and black women tend to have higher rates of these compounds in their bodies, along with higher rates of endometrial cancer, endometriosis, and breast cancer. Because we're being overexposed, and there's no regulation. You know, the industry should be aware of the study I cited about the rats, because it's well known that they're still overloading their compounds. So um, we as, as parents have to step in and intervene for our kids because it's going to affect them long term. It's really not that difficult. There are so many, uh, you know, we are empowered as, as, as humans and citizens here in America. The reason why there are so many good cosmetic brands now, and there are, that are organic, eat, uh, and there's a great database for uh, uh, persons of color, uh, and uh, who have curly hair, and anyone who has curly hair, where you can find safe products. And um, the reason why all these exist now is because we consumers who have been educating ourselves are directing the market through our choices and our voices. So the reason why we can buy organic foods more easily now, the reason why we can buy organic cosmetics and safer cosmetics is because of people who are out there shopping and making their voices heard. So we're also being personal activists when we make these choices because we really are are, um, shaping the market, which shapes politicians. So it's very important. But we do have to intervene with our teenagers. I really believe that strongly. When you do, their levels go way down, and I've seen that too. Also, they'll, they'll get it. Like they may not seem like they're getting it from 14 to 19, but when they get into their early 20s, they suddenly realize, well, maybe mom or dad was a little smarter than I gave them credit for. 
and they were just trying to protect me. And now that I'm realizing I am mortal, these are good things. Yeah. And they, and you kind of have to lead by example, like with my daughter, uh, I mean, I've kind of been at it for a while. We're not perfect, but the other day, I, I don't know. I don't know what we were talking about deodorant and some brand. And she said, Oh, I don't want that. That has aluminum in it. And I was shocked. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that amazing when they, when they shock you? Right. Like <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what do you know about this? But you know, I've been, you know, trying to, you know, do my best with her and, and give her certain products. I, I, I never said, I don't want you to use this particular deodorant because it has aluminum, but maybe she researched that herself. So you know, once you kind of start, it just kind of picks up. So parents don't give up. <laughs> they they see your examples. And, and you know, it's we as parents have to do it, too, because we have to take care of our health. Yes. And these also, the, the same chemicals that impact our kids are impacting all of us. They can increase our risk for cancer or, as I was mentioning, uh, infertility. They can damage your sperm, your eggs. Autoimmune so, diseases. Yes. Kidney and, yeah. Yeah. So we do have to be aware as parents for our own sake. Yes. Yes. So what else? So one thing that I, I mean, I kind of have just been chipping away, like I said, at the last 12 years, I didn't do everything at once. So one of the most recent things I started to try to do was get rid of like plastics. You know, I used to have like Tupperware. I've, replaced, thrown all that out, gotten glass. Like what else can we do in, in little stages, I guess, to help protect our children and ourselves? Well, I think the, the biggest thing we can do is to filter our drinking water. Mm. People, you know, again, people are a little intimidated by this because they'll say, well, I don't have them. What if I find out there's something in my water? If I test it, you know, what am I going to do about it? It's scary. And do I have to test my water? So let's say, again, you know, I wrote Raising Healthy Kids for every income level. I had to because I'm an activist. So it doesn't, it's like I'm not in the highest income level myself. I got to figure these things out. So if I had a few hundred dollars extra, which is not that frequent, but if I did, and I had to decide, would I test my water or filter it? I would spend my money filtering it because mm -hmm. every source of water today is going to have something in it. It may be something like what your water company uses just a disinfectant, but those disinfectant byproducts in the end are in your drinking water and they form uh, trihalomethanes and other chemicals that raise the risk of bladder and rectal cancer and um, increase complications during pregnancy. So, that's, and that's the best case scenario because water does need to be treated or else it would have bacteria and viruses in it. So we just have to be realistic about that. But, you know, on the other hand, when I was down in Cancer Alley, the folks there are at the end of the Mississippi um, and they're getting everything that's washed down in the our nation's heartbeat river. Um, so they have, you know, they, they're, they're going to get phthalates in their water. Um, people can have what are called PFAS from um, a firefighting foam in their drinking water. Or So what I would say is filter before you just filter. If you don't have the money to test and filter, just filter. Now, filtration can be very expensive, or and it, but it doesn't need to be. For example, in uh, Raising Healthy Kids, I share how even if you just put a faucet filter on your uh, kitchen sink uh, faucet, if you just put a filter at the end of your there that you can buy for $30, it will reduce the amount of lead and organic chemical toxins um, by 90 to 95%. Just a $30 filter at the end of your faucet. Now, if you want to be really smart, also get a zero water uh, pitcher um, that you can put in your fridge. So then you... Turn on your tap, you filter your water through the tap filter at the end of your faucet, but then you put it into your zero water or Brita filter pitcher, and you double filter it. And that's going to remove even more. Ah, uh, I see. And that's, okay. that's $60 that you've spent. And that $60 is, 
is so much more valuable than any health or medical insurance policy you will ever buy because this is really going to keep you healthy and your kids healthy because it's really going to filter out the PFAS, any pesticides or phthalates. So um, that would be the biggest idea is filter your water. You can do it for under $100. If you want to go a little more expensive, you can get a reverse osmosis system that will fit under your sink. And those usually cost 200 to 300 and they work really well and you should have it. Um, in terms of plastic, that's the b biggest movement going on right now because it intersects with everything. You know, um, um, when I, again, when I was down in Cancer Alley, the plants going in there, you know, are, are making plastic pellets, but they're poisoning the people. Same going on in, in Pennsylvania. It's going on in Mississippi, you know, and it's particularly pernicious because companies look for vulnerable small communities that don't have mm -hmm. the ability to go up against a big corporation. And that's who they prey on. It's happening all over the country. We, When we had that accident in Palestine, Ohio, um, the yes. train derailment, the chemical that burned was polyvinyl chloride. So everything, when you go shopping, and it's back to school shopping time right now. This is a big thing for everyone listening. All those school backpacks, look for the ones that don't contain polyvinyl chloride people. That's one thing you can do. Uh, if you go to Amazon, they'll all say, because they're really proud of it for some reason, poly PV, they'll say like PV backpack, or here's your PV polyvinyl chloride shower curtain, or here's your polyvinyl chloride garden hose, or here's your polyvinyl chloride baby bib. The stuff rubs off onto your children, number one. Number two, there's workers and I've met the folks who are being impacted on the other hand at the plants and live near the plants. So when you go shopping on Amazon, look for that polyvinyl chloride claim and then look for products that don't have it. Because um, what happened in East Palestine, um, Ohio, is it, happening all over the country. Train derailments are harming communities. There are no long-term solutions. You have to prevent these. Do you know what happened to everyone that... Look, I hate to talk about this, but the home values go down. The illnesses go up. It, it degrades a whole community. And we as consumers have so much power. So one tip is just when you go shopping next time, look for, as I said, they'll say they contain, the products will all say they contain PV or PVC. Don't buy those. Look for other, you know, I just had to buy a garden hose. Garden hoses, because they're so flexible, are made from phthalates and polyvinyl chloride. The two go together. But I was able to find a garden hose. It was more expensive, but I don't buy them that often. And it was like my my religious thing to my... It's paying back. It's paying back. It's paying back and thinking of others. I bought a hose that was made out of recycled polyurethane. Not perfect, but a whole lot better than a brand new PVC hose. Um, do these things make a difference? Yeah, they make a big difference. Let me give you an example. Um, I started my book by going to Salinas, California, which is a town um, that's right in the heart of the agricultural region of California called the Salinas Valley. They grow lettuce there, broccoli, strawberries especially. And all the schools in this town for a long time were surrounded by strawberry fields and lettuce fields where pesticides were applied and the kids were getting sick and it was affecting them as I've explained neurologically by creating ADHD, more incidences of learning difficulties. And I spoke to the teachers and they told me that. So all these schools are surrounded by these pesticide fields all throughout the nineties and throughout the early two thousands and the mid two thousands. I went back to Salinas during the pandemic and went to these schools they were surrounded by organic strawberry fields and lettuce fields. And I was so excited because these kids are playing now. The farm workers are safer. The kids are safer. And I was speaking to one of the teachers and I said, Oscar, how did this happen? He said, it's because of you. It's because of consumers. Y'all were buying all those organic strawberries and the farmers now are planting more organic strawberries and they happen to be planting them right next to the schools, which is a whole lot safer than the kids. 
So, you know, when I talk about not buying PVC or buying organics and personal activism, there's also faith because I was doing that for a long time, not knowing that I was impacting kids' lives in Salinas, 300 miles north of me. But when I got there, I cried when I saw that because I realized, damn, David, all those organic strawberries you were buying all those years, here's the fruits of your labor. You know, these kids have a much better situation. It would be better for them. My kids, your kids, the society, these are good kids. They're going to grow up and make differences in our world. we got to give them everything we can. So I, even though I didn't know that was the result, my uh, enlightened, I guess, shopping at times, not always enlightened, but it was, you know, sometimes, um, really made a difference. I saw it. That's fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, David, um, I, I'm was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease uh, a few years ago. So I I was told at that time by my doctor that there was nothing I could do. Of course, I didn't <laughs> take his word for it. And I, you know, just jumped head first in, you know, trying to remove as many toxins from my environment, uh, eating healthy whole foods, organic, all of that. When I share... Like when I hear people suffering, like, for example, there was a parent whose child was, uh, I believe they were diagnosed with autism. And I shared, you know, have you removed certain things? Have you, you know, that may, might help with his symptoms. Have you, you know, tried certain foods? I don't want to say she gave pushback, but I, I do know there was a conversation with that child's doctor and the medical profession sometimes is just like, oh, that's quackery. It's ridiculous. None of that matters. How, how do we deal with that? Is, is there some advice you can give parents? Because some parents do believe they're physicians and they say, well, he said it doesn't matter. He can eat, you know, Cheerios every day. He can keep, you know, these... Uh, silver fillings in his mouth. It's not toxic. You know, how do we, how do we convince people? I don't know if that's a bad word, but how do we deal? How do you deal with the naysayers? Oh, that's such a great question. I don't know. I think they're in a separate universe, aren't they? You know, there's like, you know, it's like, how do we deal with a lot of things in society right now? People who believe the elections are rigged, you know, that, um, the, the administration is going after Trump because it's all political. Um, 10% of the population believes Elvis is still alive. And um, I, I, I want to speak to everyone. And remind, you know, like we're doing a, a little publication in St. James Parish. Our first issue is going to focus on drinking water because no matter where you live in the parish, whether it's a rich district or a poor district, whether you're black or white, you all share the same water and they cause the same diseases. That's something we share. In terms of knowledge, I would just say to folks, as I've discovered in growing up, a lot of what we are taught as children is just bullshit. And we live through it. And it's kind of the Maya, the web the illusions, you know, our doctors know everything. Um, and because of the, you know, the, the, and you, you're an attorney, right? You know, you know, uh, I work with attorneys all the time. So, you know, we, we have illusions about, um, different professions and, you know, um, we put them on a pedestal. They don't know a lot. Yeah, they don't know a lot about environmental illness because it's so new. And I don't want to preach to anyone like, you know, if someone is sick, you don't want to make them feel like, well, if you had done this or done that, you know, you'd be in a different situation. So you have to be really gentle with folks. Um, I, I would urge folks to read my book, Raising Healthy Kids, when it's out in January, because I document everything. I'm a journalist and a dad, and after this, and you kind of have to educate yourself on a lot of these matters when it comes to chemical toxins. You know, there, there's an enormously well-funded uh, branch of science I call it industrial science, 
where they will tell you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's all okay. A few cancers, don't worry about it. But look at society right now. If you don't think these things are infecting, chemical toxins are impacting all of us, look at society. Look at the rate of societal dysfunction. Um, look at how um, our concepts of gender identity are changing. Look at how our birth rate is going down. And we're really not reproducing well as a country. Why is that? Well, we know that men have half the sperm they did 50 years ago. Why do they have half the sperm? Because they have twice as many endocrine-disrupting chemicals in their bodies that are interfering with their sperm production. So why why is there so much gender fluidity today in society? Um, is it just because kids all of a sudden are becoming gender fluid? I don't think so. I think the chemicals in our foods, water, air are having a very subtle impact on everyone, not just our kids. And we're, and we're changing our society bit by bit. Our gender identity and sexuality are plastic in a certain sense. We evolve within a context of our environment. What's new today about our environment is the trillions of endocrine disrupting exposures that our society is going through. That's novel. That's different. But our endocrine systems and our bodies are still interacting with them. So if we wonder why there's more societal dysfunction, more ADHD, uh, more um, differences in gender behavior, our more cancer. Um, you know, I just talked with a mom who's from Mooresville, who lived in Mooresville, North Carolina. Her daughter has thyroid cancer. She was exposed to radiation from the nuclear plant that's near Mooresville. And the coal ash, the coal, the coal ash that's being used in that town to landscape and for all sorts of nefarious things, uh, uh, ordinary things, but coal ash is very toxic and radiation synergizes it. And the biggest cancers you get are thyroid. You got to care about these things. Your doctors don't make these connections. I've tried to make them because I've spent a lifetime studying them. Um, but you got you got you got to realize a lot of what you learned as a child isn't true, or you were told lies by the industrial scientists, like we were told. You know the New Mexico downwinders, right? Who are suffering so many cancers from the uh, from the Oppenheimer. Uh, you see it in the Oppenheimer film that's out now. They weren't told. They kept being told, "Oh, it's it's just a cloud," you know. But they're still suffering cancer, and other brain cancer, and other effects. 70 years later, we got to care because it's impacting all of society. David, this was a great conversation, very informative. But I, I have to say, I feel a little sad. I feel, you know, as a mom, you know, I'm worried about our children, you know, what the future holds. It's a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm really worried too. I'm I'm worried, Crystal. I'm worried because we need because we fa we've failed our children. I feel a great sense of regret that we have failed our children. These are manageable issues. You know, there are simple remedies and and I don't want to lose hope. I'm full of hope. So let me just leave you with a few hopeful things. We are making a difference, those of us who are fighting back. We are the ones making a difference. The reason why there is even organic food today is because of what people like you and I are doing and what we did do 20 years ago to create that market. The reason why there are safer cleaning products today is because of what we're doing to make our voices heard. The reason why the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act is being amended in Congress right now is because we made our voices heard and we voted and we put in representatives who would be responsive. There, you must, I want everyone who wants to join the anti-toxics movement, it's really easy. Be more conscious about your shopping choices and have zero tolerance. You we're not perfect, but we can't fall for that little um, um, comforting saying, oh, a little bit of this chemical won't hurt you. You know, you're, it's okay to have a little bit of solvent in your drinking water for your kids, Mom. It won't hurt them. Please, Mom and Dad, wake up. They're lying to you. 
There is no safe exposure level to a carcinogen for your child. And you can read about all the stories in my book about, I try to bring really hopeful stories about parents who have had difficult situations, but they've made changes. But there's, there's too many kids who have cancer, learning difficulties, autoimmune disease, kidney disease. And it's, it's from oftentimes from environmental exposures. Mom and dad wake up, become educated and become part of the solution. We can't despair as bad as we feel at times. We got to keep going. It's up to us. We are the adults now, Crystal. We are. Thank you so much, David. Now, now, before we conclude, I want you to tell the listeners, how can they can find out more about you? How can they, I don't know, reach you by your book coming next year? Well, Raising Healthy Kids, How to Protect Your Children from the Chemical Toxins in Our Hidden Chemical Toxins in Our Everyday Lives is available for pre-sale right now at Amazon. So you just need to put in Raising Healthy Kids, David Steinman, and you'll find the book and you can order it. And it'll be there in January. It's great reading. It's written so that once you, it's a page turner because I do interview parents and I tell their stories. Just people like you and me who have done heroic things. Accidental activists, I sometimes call them because they didn't intend to be activists. They got exposed somehow or their children did. So get the book. I'm at Twitter at by David Steinman and um, you can uh, visit me there. And on Instagram, it's David Steinman, um, underline author. And I post on, on the social media too. And, um, uh, but the book is the main way to connect with me because that's where I've put everything I've learned to help mom and dad to raise their kids so that they don't have to throw up their arms in despair, but they could say, this is manageable. This is affordable. I'm educated. I can do it. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to pre-order that book, David, and I can't wait to get my hands on it come January. Crystal, it's been great talking to you. I've had so much fun. Yes, thank you. This was really, really informative. I sincerely appreciate you. We need to, and we need to talk about our daughters, too. Yes. <laughs> we have some trade secrets there. I'll tell you some. We'll share some more good cosmetic brands and stuff. Oh, yes, that would be really good. That would be really good. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Go Hard Chick podcast. We hope you find our episodes and discussions informative, engaging, and helpful in your journey towards a healthier lifestyle. At the heart of this podcast is the belief that health and wellness are essential aspects of a happy and fulfilling life. Through our conversations, we've aimed to provide you with actionable steps and insights that you can incorporate into your daily routine to improve your physical and mental well-being. We want to encourage you to share the podcast with your friends and family, as we believe that everyone can benefit from learning more about health and wellness. By spreading the word, we can create a community of empowered women who are committed to living their best lives. We hope to continue to bring you valuable content that will help you to achieve your health and wellness goals. Stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, go hard chicks. Take care.